Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramel and welcome to It's Solid Food. So the battle rages on. This presidential election is far from over. The fight is still going. Now, I don't care if you're watching this video in November 2020 or you're watching this video in December 2021. There are some relevant points that need to be discussed concerning the conservative movement, conservative or people who claim to be conservative politicians, and why this fight over the election matters so much. Why is something I've been talking about all week on the show? Because some people are ready to go, well, it is what it is. Folks, if we do not have election integrity, then why vote at all? What is the point? There's always, the person's always going to be handpicked for you. And I don't think that we understand the pervasiveness of election fraud. And also there's some things, I, like I said, that we need to consider about conservative politicians and some realities about politics that we need to understand. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. Welcome to a Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So the election wages on. As you guys know, I live in Michigan, the Great Lakes State. And our current state, our executive branch, our governor, our secretary of state, and attorney general are Democrats. Our state legislator are controlled by two Republicans who I'm going to give myself a pause to address because I'm so thoroughly disgusted with them, especially our Speaker of the House. <sighs> and people are trying to give him a pass. Like, he's young. He's 32. I don't care. I'm 35, so I'm not that much older than him. It, you don't get a pass. We don't give passes to people in politics. And here's why we don't give passes to people in politics. Because the decisions you make impact other people's lives. Now, before I get to that, let me first address why I've been spending the whole week talking about voter fraud and election integrity. People, the, one of the things that makes America what it is, is that the people have a voice. Throughout history, you've seen these despots in power because the people have no rights. These people control the money, they control the jobs, and let me grab my mic because I think maybe some background, outside sound, maybe um, one day I'll be in a studio, but... Um, so the people have like these, um, the, the despots or the leaders or the kings or whoever, they control the money, they control the land, they control who works where, they control who marries, they control your life. So the more power that I have over your life, the more I can control and dictate what you can and cannot do. And you are basically my slave. So America, the way our nation is designed, the way the people have the power. So we pick our leaders. So we know somebody has to be the leader. We know someone has to make sure that the country is running smoothly, the state, the county, the city, what have you. And so we select these people based on our values, who we want to run the city the way we want ran. That's why we have a vote. And so that has always given us the ability to keep our society in check and to keep our government in check. That's one of the reasons why we have a decentralized power structure in America. And so with us having a decentralized power uh, structure, that's we have a separation of powers, the executive, legislature, judi judicial. So we have these separation of powers. We have these, the people have the right to vote. So that gives us the ability to pick the type of leadership we want. If we have compromised voting in America, then we the people have no voice. And so basically the powers that be, quote unquote, will turn around and pick who's ever in power. And these very people will begin to make decisions over your life that you will not like. And you won't have any power to do anything about it because who's in power, you have no voice. And so though what happens is, it's like you see with our Governor Whitmer with these lockdowns, and, I, and I've said to many people, these lockdowns have affected me greatly, greatly. And people do not care. And they give these stupid one-sided arguments like, oh, well, if people are dead, you don't have a job. This disease has a 99 point something percent survival rate. So let's cut it out. Most of the folks who are dying and suffering the most have pre-existing health problems. They had other health issues. And regardless of what, regardless of what, 
you do not lock down healthy people. What you do is you give people the freedom to choose how much they want to restrict their own lives. If you want to wear a mask and socially distance and stay sheltered in place, that is up to you. I'm not going to mock or ridicule people because people have to make the best decisions for their own lives. They do that. That is your choice to make. Like as a Christian, I give you a perfect example. I drink alcohol. Now, I know some Christians don't believe in drinking alcohol. I do. I drink beer. I drink. I, sometimes I like a little whiskey. That's just me. But guess what? Is this something I can control? I don't drink very often. And then when I do drink, I drink a very, I drink a small amount. And that's something I could personally control. Now, there's some believers who feel like, hey, sipping saints are slipping saints. They have every right to feel that way. Some people are recovering alcoholics and they say, hey, you know, I don't see anything wrong with drinking. But for me, it doesn't work because, you know, I'm a former alcoholic. So I just want to stay clear of it all together. Like you have some people who used to be really obese and they don't eat sugar at all. You know, everybody has their own thing for them to do. And so the whole concept of America is that we are adults who are free to choose the path we want. And the same people who champion lockdowns are the same ones who want a recreational marijuana and, and cocaine and whatever else legalized. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. you telling me that an adult should have the freedom or not, whether or not they want to do drugs, but I don't have the freedom or not, whether I want to sit down at a restaurant? Folks, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And so the problem is that that's how you got people in power like this. So what will happen is that these people only get worse. They never get better. People have this, especially in where I live in Michigan, our governor is the worst. She puts on this soccer mom act. It is beyond disgusting. I'm just trying to care about Michiganders. She's like, she puts on the act like a mother saying, kids, I know you want cookies before bed, but it's just really a bad idea. Like she puts on this act and it's like, lady, you are a performer. Cut it out. You are putting on a show. It's just gross. So that's what our governor does. You know, she puts on the soccer mom act and you got her flunkies and she's a, she is a pretty lady. So people fall for that too. Oh, she's so cute. I don't give a, a rat's behind how this woman looks. I don't care if she, if it was a man who looked like the most gorgeous man I could conceptualize. It doesn't matter. You're not going to oppress me. It don't matter. That's how ignorant a lot of the population has become. So... You know, the thing about it is when you get these oppressive governments, and this is what's so dangerous if people, if we don't protect the vote. And one of the things I was talking to someone the other day, and they always like to say, Christina, you don't have to go that far. Logical conclusions are inevitable. Ideologies don't just stay. It's fixed. They move. It's a sliding scale. Either you move closer to the absolute of your belief or you move closer to the other side. You want to stay somewhere so if your worldview at its conclusion isn't oh, a beautiful thing, then you need to not not uh, not adopt that ideology. And not just is the conclusion a beautiful thing, but is the process of getting to the conclusion a beautiful thing. And that's the thing like with Marxism. If you think of what heaven will be like, God is the ruler. He is the the, the one ruler. That all of us will be submissive to. But God is perfect. He's perfectly holy. He's perfectly just. He's everything perfect and beautiful and wonderful in a way that no human being could ever even conceptualize to be. And therefore, it will be this system where we share and work together. It'll be different because God will be perfect and all of us will be in righteousness. So it'll be a totally righteous environment. But what communists try to do is with our flawed human nature, absence of God, because there is atheistic ideology. So with absence of God and our flawed human condition, try to create heaven by murdering people to get there. That's what they try to achieve. Whereas conservatism, where we believe as a Christian, especially, and I don't just mean conservatism just for conservatism, but as a Christian, the goal is to maximize human freedom. And our belief in maximizing human freedom and autonomy is through relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when the Holy Spirit indwells you, the Holy Spirit checks your behavior. I'm, I'm telling you all the time. I don't. Sometimes there's things I want to say because I just really don't care. But I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say that because I don't want for for a variety of reasons. But you know, as the Holy, as you go through your Christian walk, and I always say that the life of a Christian is not one of perfection; it's one of re repentance. So, as a Christian, when I do something that I'm not supposed to do, or I have a desire to do something that I'm not supposed to do, the Holy Spirit will check me. 
and say, um, no, you're not supposed to do that. Or I'll have a thought that I'm not supposed to have or want to act on a behavior you're not supposed to. The Holy Spirit will be no. I mean, it could be, it don't have to be something grandiose. It can be something as small as, you know, you've had enough to eat. Why would you eat any more? I'm like, yeah, you know, that's right. So the closer you are with the Holy Spirit, or sometimes I want to say something to somebody, right? Someone does something I don't like and you, you know, if I give you something small that we all can relate to. Like any, how many people are on social media, right? And someone says something real wild on Facebook or whatever. And you and you're like, huh, you know what? You get to typing and you got it good. You're like, yeah, I got a good point. I'm really going to tell they stupid self, you know? And when you do that and the Holy Spirit goes, okay, delete that. You're not going to post it. It's like, why not? Uh, why not? You know, that's what I'm talking about. So our brand, our vision of conservatism in America as far as Christian conservatives isn't us making people. It's not an authoritarian because you can have authoritarians on the right or the left. No, it's about freedom. It's about maximizing human freedom. The ultimate way you maximize human freedom is through relationship with Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit will regulate me. So the government necessarily shrinks. And I've used this example all the time. The only reason why we have the gun control argument is because of mass shooters. You cannot be a Christian in a mass shooter. It ain't going to happen. I think most of these people are demon possessed because there's no way in the world you're going to walk in somewhere and say, you know, I'm going to shoot a bunch of people for fun. I don't care. Most atheists don't do that kind of stuff. Most because you just don't want to do that. And oftentimes people don't, well, just most people don't want to murder people. And even if a person had an idea to do something, who wants to go to jail? You know, but my point is, is that as a Christian, the Holy Spirit regulates you. So therefore, Nothing else is needed to regulate you. Human beings are going to be regulated. Either you regulate yourself or the state or the society is going to regulate you if you're out of control of your behavior. That's why people go to jail because they obviously couldn't regulate their own behavior and they were committing crimes. So why am I saying this? If we go on this trajectory that we're going on with a tyrannical government who just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and imposes and imposes and imposes and imposes, people are going to rise up. And that's what we don't want. I don't believe in just saying, uh, I don't believe in just saying, you know, um, explosive things or just outrageous things to, to get clicks and likes and views. It's not what I'm about. I am a follower of Jesus Christ first and foremost. My whole objective before anything else is to bring people to the Lord. Politics, society, culture. I like sports. I like books. I like travel. All the other stuff I like is all not even secondary. It's like third level. It's, it's God is above all. I mean, the things, the things that are next to me that are important or I'm passionate about, they're like third and fourth because it can't be second. Nothing can be close to the importance of God and the importance of spreading the gospel. However, with that being said, there, there, it is important to understand that when people feel like they have no options. And in America, we're a very individualistic society. Like, my, I got tripped up on my words, right? We're a very individualistic society. So we as Americans have been conditioned with this idea of personal freedom. So if you have a society, that's one of the reasons why the left wants to indoctrinate the youth in the schools and conservatives have to rise up, conservative parents. If you are a parent, know what's being taught to your child. And if you don't like what's being taught to your child, you walk right down to the school board and you're like, this is inappropriate. And you alert other parents so they can fight back. Information is our number one weapon. That's what we always want to be. We don't want to use our hands. We don't want to use guns. Now, I do totally believe we have a right to bear arms. And I totally believe that a person has a right to defend their person. But you want that to be the last resort. We don't want to wait till things get out of control to where now people are shooting politicians and killing people and fighting. And all. You don't want that because you can see that is the direction we're going in. If, if people want to deny that, it is. And you don't wait until something gets out of control and people are taking up arms to say, okay, we need to do something about it. You don't let it get to that point. It's like, how many people got little kids, right? You've been around little kids or taught little kids, right? So say if you tell a little kid to sit down. If you tell them to sit down, right, they sit in a chair and they get to wiggling from side to side and they get to waving from side to side. And before you know it, they're on their knees, right? And they're, on, not, they're not on both knees. They're on one knee, right? So they're on one knee. They're like kind of raising up on one knee and they're bouncing around. Before you know it, the kid's on two knees. Now, if you have any experience with children, once you see them get on one knee, you know you're going to tell them to sit down right then. You don't wait till they're running around the room to say something. Because if you don't nip it in the bud, as we call it, the kid's going to be running around. Because by the time they do one knee, then it's two knees, then they're standing, then they're squatting and standing. And before you know it, the kid's running around the room. So as soon as you see the kid squatting 
or on one knee, you say something right away because you know what? If I don't nip this in the bud, he is going to be running around the room. And then once this one kid runs around the room, all the other kids are going to join in because if he can run, I can run. And before you know it, it's chaos, right? So why not nip it in the bud when the kid is squatting or on one knee? And that's what I'm saying. Now, I believe we're past the point of one knee. I think we're on two knees, right? Maybe even squatting. But my point is, is that we get, we, we see the direction things are going in. So we say, okay, folks, we need to get this under control now before we find ourselves in a, a conflict with fellow Americans. We don't want that to happen because you can't take people who've been taught and trained and conditioned that I, my rights are given to me by God. And then you have the government officials say, oh no, and you got Gavin Newsom in California and he's just gross. Gavin Newsom is just gross because he turns around and is at a birthday party at some thousand in some places like a thousand dollars a plate and sitting there enjoying himself. Nobody's social distancing. Nobody has on a mask. And he's sitting up there having a high old time while he's telling everybody else they have a 10 p.m. curfew. And from what I hear, I have to corroborate this, but they're they closing churches, but the strip clubs are still open. Like that is that is grotesque. That is grotesque. But that's that's the kind of stuff that's happening. People aren't gonna take that. People are going to take to the streets. People are not going to take it because it's only going to get worse. So it's important that our conservatives in power and positions of authority stand up and do what they're supposed to do. And they're not. And some, some are. Some are. Some are. But where I live in Michigan, our GOP leadership, Holy Ghost help me. Holy Ghost help me. When I say our GOP leadership, I'm talking about um, our legislators. Our Speaker of the House is doing a terrible job. I do not know what's going on with this man. I don't, I'm not, I'm not making any accusations as to why I know he's doing it. I can only say what things look like because I don't have any evidence. And I'm really big on not just saying things because of emotion or what I'm speculating. If I don't have any proof, I don't know. Here's what's upset me. So I believe it was Monday. I think it might have been Monday. Uh, one of our state representatives, Matt Maddock, who's a patriot, um, he called for articles of impeachment to be drawn on our governor. And he listed a litany of reasons. He didn't just say it to just say, oh, let's impeach Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, you know, just to get likes and clicks. No, no. It's been loads of problems with this woman. Loads of problems of impropriety and criminal activity. And one of the most egregious things she's done is continuously allow COVID patients to be put in nursing homes, even though that's the most vulnerable population that die from COVID. But I won't even get into the whole of that. So our Speaker of the House, Lee Chatfield, sits there and in response to Maddox, who was also being criticized by swampy Republicans who do not care about America, who do not care about Michigan. They only care about money and power. Okay. They've criticized him. And then the Speaker of the House, our Speaker, our Speaker is going to sit there and say, and I don't have the exact quote, but he's not even going to allow it to come to the House floor. But he's a Republican. Now, here's my thing. You let the investigation happen. And he he's going to say some, well, we saw what happened and no, and with President Trump, with the trumped up charges on him, and I'm not gonna do that. Listen here, Lee Chatfield, cut out the higher ground crap. It's the reason why liberals control media, entertainment, and the education system, and it's spineless conservatives pretending or maybe because before I never had a problem with him until these last couple of weeks. It's spineless conservatives. And we conservative as to why we're here, where, where, we, where we are. So where Will Witt and the other gentleman, I forget his name, they were on college campus of California and a teacher had the whole class come chase them off because Will Witt was dressed like a Native American and the other gentleman who was a black man was dressed like a pilgrim. That's why we're where we're at. Because conservatives, oh, we're going to be nice. Let me tell you something. I'm about being biblical. If what I'm doing doesn't violate the gospel or anything of scripture, I'm doing it. My life philosophy, if it ain't a sin, I'm in. And I'm going to repeat that one more time. If it ain't a sin, I'm in. And if it's not sinful, what I'm doing, being shrewd is not a sin. And Gretchen Whitmer is guilty of these things that she's being accused of. The evidence is there. 
So that's the whole other thing. It's not like Rep Matter just said this stuff to be saying it. He said it because it makes sense and it's true and we all know it. So that's what makes it even worse. And so for Lee Chatfield to compare what happened with President Trump with what's going on with Whitmer, it's just gross. It's just gross. And all of us are sitting there like, what? Why would he do that? Why would he do such a thing? Because Rep Maddox was right, and it wasn't just Rep Maddox. He was just the first one to mention it, but there was other state reps, uh, Hernandez and the other ones whose names slipped my mind at the moment, who also supported it. So he wasn't alone. But for the speaker to do this and people to chop it up to, oh, he's 32, I don't give a crap that he needs to sit out and go eat some cookies and drink milk if he's too immature to do his job. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Why would you do that? And then it's all kinds of, you know the governor is complicit in the voter fraud that we saw in Michigan. Now, we don't have evidence of that exactly yet that she was involved, but an investigation would allow us to see that. But that's beside the point. This woman is complicit in so much criminality. Why would he do that? But this isn't the worst part. It gets worse. It gets worse with Lee. Check this out, folks. This guy. Hold on. Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, my God. I'm doing, just to give a praise report, I've been doing really good about not cursing, guys. I told you guys, please pray for me for that, because that's something um, the Lord has been well, working on me with, and I just know it's just not Christ-like to be having a potty mouth. Um, so keep praying for me for that. Anyway, so this is an article from the week, and I had a friend of mine tell me this before I even saw this article. They had got an alert about it. Michigan Republican, the article is titled, Michigan GOP House Speaker says he had to confirm Trump's White House invite. Why would he say that? Why would you even say that? What? It gets worse, folks. It gets worse. Michigan's Republican House Speaker and Senate Majority Leader are due to arrive at Washington, D.C. and watch at the White House, excuse me, later today. But at least one of them is still undecided. On Thursday, President Trump invited Michigan Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky who is ridiculous because after Governor Whitmer gave her new orders, his words are going to be, I'm disappointed. He's disappointed. Disappointed. And then, and then check this out. Our Senate, they tried to do a sneak session that way we couldn't complain. Because as you guys know, I've said in this public knowledge that I have an affidavit out there of things that I witnessed that were improper at TCF Center. And there's hundreds of them. So instead of, you know, him wanting to do a forensic audit, because Lee Sheffield and Mike Shirky have the power to call for a forensic audit. That's all I'm saying. If, which I know the forensic audit will expose fraud. We know that. But let's, hypothetically speaking, if the forensic audit is completed and it shows that it was very minimal fraud or the fraud that was perpetrated would not overturn the election, then you know what? Joe Biden will get the 16 electoral votes from Michigan. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. However, we don't know that because there's massive fraud. And these guys aren't even interested. Sharky is not even interested. They try to do a sneak house session on us. A sneak Senate session, excuse me. Anyway, the article continues. And House Speaker Lee Sheffield to, to the White House and what is seemingly an attempt to stop them from certifying the state's presidential election results. Instead, Trump was seemingly, seemingly like the GOP held legislator to pick the state's election winner in validating President-elect Joe Biden's 150,000 vote lead. That is not real. That is not real. No, 150,000. That is not real. I talked about it Monday. I talked about it Tuesday. We talked about the whole Dominion situation. We talked about all of this and Smartmatic. And, and I posted on my YouTube and I posted it on my Facebook. You guys can see uh, me on Letter Rip in Detroit. And when I brought up Smartmatic and Dominion and, and Peter Neffinger and all this stuff, I was on there with one of the U.S. reps, Brenda Lawrence, and all the other media people. And guess what? None of them said what I said wasn't true. That's you got to look for it. Nobody on that show. And I was on the show with six people. We were six of us all together. Yes, it was six people. Seven. I don't know my math is off. Not one person said, Christina, that's not true. All Brenda Lawrence kept saying, we won, we won. Nobody said what I said was false. Nobody said what I said was false. You would think that a United States congresswoman 
was on the show with me, you would think she would say, Christina, that's not true. She never said what I said was false. Think about that. So why are Lee Shatfield and Shirky not doing their job? I'm not saying that they necessarily said we're not going to certify the elections and give the Republican electors. I'm not saying I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying what they should do in regards to that. What I am saying they should do, what we all can agree on, is do a forensic audit of the votes. A forensic audit will let us see what was the fraud, how how pervasive was it, and if we do a forensic audit and it isn't revealed that those 150,000 extra votes are put that put Biden, Arden, Biden over, it shows that they're not fraudulent or there's minimal fraud. Let's say, okay, you cut it in half and it's only 50,000 because in 2016, Trump won Michigan by like only 10,000 votes. But and like I said, if we find that it's still after the audit, Biden won, then he gets the 16 votes. End of story. We're just asking for a forensic audit. That's it. But it gets worse. But as Michigan's Democratic Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson learned during a CNN appearance on Thursday, at least Sheffield hadn't decided whether he showed up or not and let Benson know in a text. So let me get this right. Come on, folks. Follow with me. Follow with me. <laughs> so Lee Sheffield is going to text Jocelyn Benson that he doesn't know whether or not he's going to go talk with the president. Lee Sheffield, we want to answer. We want to answer. And I'm not alone in this. Because, come on, y'all. I am getting hyped up in here. I'm about to get real hot. I don't even have me a preacher that I can to drop, up, drop my sweat. Because I'm getting so angry. Lee Sheffield, I want to answer. Why did you text Joshua Benson? What is your purpose? Why do you need to tell Joshua Benson your moves? Come on now. I don't want to get ghetto on the show. I don't want to do that. Why did you text her your moves? Why? Why? What is the point? She's not our friend. She's not on our side. People don't, I don't like the hyper-partisan environment. Guess what? Liberals in the media and the entertainment and academia, they created the hyper-partisan environment. So we're just um, modulating, as my cousin Roger says. We're just modulating in this environment. And so all this, we're going to come together. We're not going to come together with these cheaters and liars and baby killers. It ain't going to come together with these people. Let me say this. Now, where we can agree, we're going to work together. Let me say this. If I agree about a topic or I agree about an issue and you agree too, I'm not going to just spite it just to get back at you because it's about helping the people. But I'm not going to compromise my beliefs and values to work with you. So why the heck is Lee Chatfield running his moves by Jocelyn Benson? That I, I'm not saying why. I'm not saying that she's his manager or owner. I'm not saying that he's subservient to her or she got dirt on him. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he's really a plant or a fraud. I'm not saying that. I don't know. I don't know if she his master. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I don't know. But we just got a whole lot of questions. We got a whole lot of questions. Well, our Republican Speaker of the House is going to tell the Secretary of State, who is a Democrat, who's not our friend, who's not on our team, who's complicit in the fraud, whose husband is under investigation for destroying documents for the city of Detroit. You're going to text her and tell her that you don't know whether or not you're going to vote for the president of the United You're going to um, visit the president of the United States who won, who was defrauded out of the election. He wasn't defrauded. The American people were defrauded. We voted for Donald J. Trump to be our president. The majority of people who voted did. We know that. The Democrats keep cheating. I mean, and, and sometimes, let me, let me, I was talking to someone yesterday. A lot of people like, oh, well, you know, Detroit is just sloppy. Come on, Holy Ghost, help me. I know I keep saying that because I have to like, I feel like exploding because it makes me so mad. It's like this. Let's say I'm the, I'm the bearer of the King's Cup. Now, if I'm the bearer of the King's Cup, one of the things that's really important is that I watch the cup because we know that oftentimes in, in societies where it was a monarchy, people got poisoned a lot, right? <laughs> people got poisoned a whole lot. So if I'm the bearer of the King's Cup, it's my job to not just bring the king the cup, but to watch the cup to make sure that nobody poisons the king. Now, an easy way, if I want to kill the king, is to not drop the poison in myself. Is to get really sloppy so someone else can drop the poison in. And then when I bring the king the cup, I can throw my hands up when he dies and say, I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention at the moment. 
I went to the bathroom. I went to grab bread. I went to do something else. So lots of times people are purposely sloppy so they can have a window into doing something illicit. That's what Detroit did. And so people just want to say, oh, they're a little sloppy. They're a little bit. That ain't no excuse. They were bringing in ballots in the middle of the night, early morning, between 3 and 4 a.m. They were bringing in ballots. They were doing pushing through ballots that should have been tossed out. Doing all kind of fraudulent behavior, counting ballots multiple times. Engaging in all kind of fraudulence. You got whistleblowers told they had to backdate ballots. So this is important. And so you got all this going on. And like I said, you got Jocelyn Benson husband under investigation for destroying documents for the city of Detroit. It sounds like Detroit owes Benson a favor. Favor. And it was well known before when before Benson ran for office. So I'm still mad at the Mary Trader Lang loss. Still mad about that. You can add that to a list of some other races I'm still upset about and probably will be upset about them in 20 years. But <clears throat> we knew during that time that Jocelyn Benson was getting George Soros money. So she's not only an uh, Jocelyn Benson is not only an enemy to me, to the state of Michigan, but Lee Sheffield sure in the heck should not have been texting someone who's a Soros puppet and telling her his moves. Like I say, she his master. We don't know. I'm not saying I don't know. I don't have the evidence. But what I am saying is that his behavior is raising a whole lot of questions. And we want answers, Speaker Chatfield. Chatfield, Chatfield, Chatfield. I don't care how I say your name because to me, you've lost our respect. You don't do something like that. Now, with that being said, and Shirky, I don't know what he's going to do. But he has not been supportive of the president. He has not. And, when I, and let, me, let me back up. It's not about being supportive of the president. It's about supporting us. It's about that's who we want to be our president. That's who Michigan picked to be our president. We picked John James as our senator. That's who we picked. Because we want them to represent us because we, we believe that they best support our interests. It's not about this, this uh, fidelity to Trump. It's about the fidelity to the United States of America and my way of life. And I picked these two men, John James. We're talking about Trump a lot, but what about John James? We picked John James as our senator. We picked Donald J. Trump to be our president for another four years. And doggone it, that's who we want our leaders to be. And it's the job of Sheffield and Shirky to make sure that everything is on an up and up. You have multiple whistleblowers. You have multiple affidavits where we're like, we're complaining about rampant fraud. All kind of stuff. And this whole business with Dominion where they sat there and it's, Dominion is Canadian and, and Smartmatic is a Spanish company and vote ballots were being routed through Germany. All this foolishness. Why aren't they doing their job? Sheffield's too busy texting Jocelyn Benson to make sure that she's okay with his next move. It's just gross. So we don't know why he's doing what he's doing. But it's time for Republicans around America. And, I, and when I say Republicans, I mean people who support the Constitution to stand up and clean house. It's time to clean house, conservatives. It's time to clean house, patriots. It's, I, and, and even if you're a libertarian, because there's some people I know who are, it's time to clean house. You know, to me, the Democrats, they're too entrenched with a satanic ideology. I think they're incapable of cleaning house. And I, and I say that because whenever we, we want to kill babies up until birth and, and give little, little kids cross-sex hormones and, and sterilize children, you can't clean house. Y'all need an exorcism. Y'all need an exorcism. That's what the Democratic Party needs. But the Republican Party, it's time for us to clean house. Because there are enough people I know who are solid believers, who are patriots to America, who are like, we're not going to take this anymore. It is time to clean house. You know what? And when I, I don't know I'm being goofy, but cleaning house requires you to do something real basic. One, become a precinct delegate. Because the precinct delegate picks a lot of the seats, the, um, a lot of the um, races um, in the primaries. Some primaries are available statewide. Some races are only available to precinct delegates. And so when you're being a precinct delegate, you get to pick party leadership, all kinds of stuff, no matter where you are in America, you need to be a precinct delegate. You need to be. That is where we start getting our power back. 
then vote in the primaries. Do not look at who has the most ads or who is like who. Look to see who these people are before they give our votes and our money. That is critical. Because there's four categories. Now, I'm not, again, I've, I'm very intentional in my language because I don't know what's the deal with Shirky and Shatfield. I don't know what their deal is. I have my suspicions, which I'm going to keep to myself because I don't have the evidence. But I will say this, and I'm speaking specifically about Republicans. There are four classes of Republicans, one class of Republicans. They love America. They want to stick up for America. I think of people like a, on a national level, I won't mention any local people because a lot of you guys won't know these people because a lot of people who watch the show, <coughs> you guys live in other states. So I would think somebody like a Rand Paul. Okay, I'm not saying Rand Paul is perfect, but I like Rand Paul. Um, everything on all accounts, he's a stand-up guy. Okay? So like a Rand Paul type. All right? Um, you got people who want to do the right thing, who want to stick up and do what's right. We got those people. Then we have another class of people. The other class of people we have in the party are the naive. The maybe if we're nice, maybe if we stand up to do what's right. I mean, what's doing what's right is really kind of relative. Um, to me, it's what's well, not. It just depends on the context. To me, doing what's right is sticking by the word, sticking by the word of God. As I told you, my motto: if it if it ain't a sin, I'm in. And if uh, being politically shrewd. Is and being forthright and being aggressive is not anti-scriptural. So you know, just saying. Um, they're very naive. Like, well, maybe if we're nice, you know, we want to get the public to like us. So they just are cowards. They have no spine. They have no spine whatsoever. And they just somehow think if we play nice with with liberals, suddenly they're gonna be our pals. You got to be a fool. You have to be. They're not gonna be your friends. They're not going to play nice with you. They're always going to be the ravenous dogs they are because they kill babies. I don't understand what people don't get. When you think there's nothing wrong with killing a baby, you don't see nothing wrong with doing anything else. If we can't agree on the right to life, there's nothing up for debate. Now, if you if you outwardly say, hey, I support this policy, and I'm like, yeah, I support this policy, we can come together and work on it. Like one thing I've seen, um, this group of feminists, um, and when I say feminist, I mean, of course, I'm pro-woman. I'm a woman. But I'm talking about in, in, the, in the sense that is commonly understand in our time. And these conservative women got together and they to fight the transgender movement. So they started this organization to fight the transgender movement. So these are women who are opposites on many other issues. But they could come together on this one issue that the normalization of transgenderism is bad for society and bad for women. Because now you're going to have a bunch of men infiltrating women's spaces. Namely, one is athletics. Or sometimes I've heard of cases like this in Canada. You had some situation where it was like a, an abuse shelter and, and they had these transgender men want to come in. And many women who are like in these shelters are rape victims. And the last thing they want to do is share spaces where they're talking about their attacks with men. I digress. So we can come together when we can. But I'm talking about I'm not going to capitulate my convictions and my words to appease people who kill children. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. And you got these people think maybe if they like us, no, we need to be bold. Uh, one of the things I get so frustrated when I go to conservative events and <coughs> they have like some kind of open mic. If it's open mic, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna say what I got to say. And I always complain like, you know, we suck at communication. It's not that we need to, you got this class of Republicans that we need to change our message to grow our tent. No, we're standing by our message. We just have to explain it better. You just have to articulate the message better. And you can get more people. Ponytail. But look, these people got me so upset. My ponytail fell. We can get more people on our side. Okay? We can get more people on our side. We just got to explain it better. And do better outreach instead of going, oh, that's a blue area. So we're just going to not bother. That is idiotic. Oakland County didn't turn blue because Democrats were scared. And said, oh, it's a red area. We're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to bother campaigning there and spend the money. <laughs> How stupid. How dumb. How dumb. So, like I said, you have the people who are working hard, doing a good job, patriots. Got the naive, spineless bunch. Then we're going to get to the dark side. Because the, the, the first two categories, you know, the, the second one I mentioned, their heart's in the right place. 
But like the saying goes, I don't know where it came from, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Just because your intentions are good doesn't mean you should still be in a position of authority. It doesn't mean that you're effective and you should stay there. Yeah. So we got those two. Then we're going to go to the dark side. Then you got the people who have been blackmailed. Now, let me say this. There are hordes of people who do very bizarre things in politics. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Like, what's wrong with you? Um... Many of these people, I believe, have been blackmailed. They have been completely blackmailed. And because they've been blackmailed, that's why they do these very peculiar things. In our society, oftentimes people in power, the best people to have in power are people that you have dirt on. Because you can control them. So if I got pictures of you at a swingers club, and it's like, okay, well, um, if you don't pass this bill, if you don't capitulate on this, if you don't do that, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to leak to the press, I'm going to tell your wife that you were at this swingers club. And so now this person is doing all these bizarre things and we're all like, what What are you doing? What are you doing? That's what that is. And, and, if, and, I, and I don't think most people understand how bad blackmail is in politics. I, I think people have to. It's just common sense. That's why oftentimes you see these politicians just do wild stuff. You got some, like I said, who are naive and just clueless. And you got some who are just straight up blackmail. They want to do the right thing, but they're so terrified of what's going to happen if they don't do what their handlers, who become their handlers. It's not that they signed up for these handlers. It's just that through the blackmail, now they have to do what's told or something horrible is going to happen. And sometimes it's threats. It's threats and intimidation. That happens. But oftentimes the threats and intimidation and I want to give a special kudos to our Wayne County Board of Canvassers, especially our the chairwoman who her daughter was threatened. That was just demonic. Um, those people who did that, she stood strong. Um, but there's people, I was talking to someone who told me that some of the lawyers working on this case to, for Trump have not just quit the case, have quit law altogether. That's how bad these threats have become. So uh, there's, there's a category of people who, um, who are getting threats. But like our chair, our, our Wayne County Board of Counselors, after all those threats, they're like, no, nah, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Y'all not going to threaten us. We're going to stand firm. And I, I keep them in your prayers. Keep every patriot who is standing firm. And our, and our Wayne County Board of Counselors, our two Republicans, uh, Bill and Monica, I stand with you guys. They're, they're amazing because they are getting threats. They're being harassed. And they are like, you know what? We're not doing this. And they're standing firm. So let's keep them in our prayers, folks. But, um that any plans that the enemy have for them will be thwarted in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, we have to pray. We have to keep praying. But um, nevertheless, um, what I was saying is you have a whole category of people who have been blackmailed. And, and in our culture, we shouldn't be shocked of that um, because think of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, if you guys recall, a long time ago, Jeffrey Epstein was convicted on being a pedophile and a sex trafficker. And he only got like 13 months in prison. And then to make matters even worse, this dude literally had to only go to jail one day a week. So six days a week, he was free to roam and do whatever the heck he wanted to do. And he only had to go to jail one day a week to check in. And he probably didn't even stay there. How did Jeffrey Epstein get that? How did he get that kind of favor? How was he able to do what he did for so long? Blackmail. He had dirt on people. Sexual deviancy is a major, major issue in our society. And and I know I haven't talked about sex and sexuality in a while or not at, because we've just been caught up with the whole election thing. But I don't think a lot of people understand how big of a problem sexual depravity is in our society. You have people who are willing to, and, and I say it in this, in this crude manner for a reason. There's a reason why I say it like this because I want you to understand there are people willing to be eternally separated from God. There are people who are willing to be eternally separated from God for an orgasm. That is wild to me. No man is worth being separated from God. It just isn't worth it. You cannot be a believer and habitually and unrepentantly engage in sin. You cannot. You cannot. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Let me tell you something. When you grow close with God, the Holy Spirit will whoop you up worse than your mama ever did. 
And I don't mean, I'm just talking about the, the, the guilt you feel for your rebellion. And one of the problems in America is we become so obsessed with sex. And like I got, we talked about on the last episode when I had Shane on, and then I, like, I'm going to discuss like the LGBT movement. My problem is not with the neighbors and your friends and your coworkers and relatives. All of us have members of the LGBT community in our social circle that we love and care about very much. I do. It's not what I'm complaining about. I complain, even though I pray for them and wish they would stop, it's not the problem. The problem is the political movement. And it's not just the LGBT movement that has become more forceful, but it's the entire sexual revolution. You know, and, and I've mentioned this in a show. I gave a, a speech about the logical case for why hell exists. And this British novelist said getting rid of hell was a necessary prerequisite for everybody jumping in bed together. And so now people already had issues of being sexually moral. I mean, it's the reason why we call prostitution the oldest profession. And so now it's just gotten exacerbated in our society. And so people are so sexually depraved. And you got a lot of these politicians and business leaders who got these really wild sex habits. Either they're just straight up unfaithful to their spouses or they're into something really bizarre. And then there's people with evidence. Now you can just control them and get you to do whatever you want. That's a real, like I said, you didn't get Jeffrey Epstein for no reason. And then the fourth category the fourth category are people who are just liars. They totally pretend to have one ideology to get power in their in their plants. And they have an entire goal to do something different. They have an entire goal to do something different. <coughs> they, they have no intention on doing the things they said. They're just pretending and lying in their plants. And they have a totally separate agenda. And their whole job is to thwart conservatism and to thwart America's advancement. Which one these guys and these other swamp creatures in Michigan and around America fall into, I don't know. Without hard evidence, I'm not going to say what I think. I don't know. I don't know. But guess what? They show don't fall in category number one. So it leaves the other three. And which of the other three they have fallen into, I have absolutely no idea. But guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's causing them to do this type of traitoristic behavior they're engaging in. It doesn't matter. All that we know is they need to go. And that rhymed. Um, so we, we have got to just stand up, Michigan. We have got to. We've got to stand up. We've got to fight back. And it's important to do so. And I'm going to take the last couple minutes of the show before I wrap up. To, and I want you guys to understand why I, I complain so much about politics and I talk so much about it. Because it matters. It matters about the quality of our life. It matters. There's two things that need to happen in America to make our nation turn around. First, we need a revival. We need a revival of people committed, sold out for Jesus Christ. We've got to, because the eternal soul of man is far more important than the politics of the land. I'm just rhyming today. And secondly, we need a political revolution. And I don't mean this stupid communist fantasy where we're going to take up arms. I don't, I don't want to see anybody die or get hurt. No. My vision of a political revolution is everyday people becoming precinct delegates. Everyday people going to your local meetings, your county meetings, your, your city council meetings. Your, those, that's the political revolution I'm talking about. Everyday people voting in the primaries. Everyday people running for office. You know, I had a friend tell me the way our constitution is set up, the way our system of government is set up, that people, you could walk off the farm. And go be a politician. It was not designed that way you had to go to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford and get a law degree from Harvard Law. Then you may have the right to run for office. That is not the way. That's this elitist culture that we've been convinced of that somehow after have this, this slew of specific higher education, very specific degrees from specific institutions, then maybe, oh, maybe I could run for higher office. But unless I do that, then you're not permitted to enter our circle. And then these particular institutions are monstrously expensive. And they're a bunch of arses too. We don't get into that. We don't get into that though. That's not the way our nation is designed. Our nation is designed where your grandmother could say, I want to run for president. Sure. That's the way our system, of government, our system of government is designed. And we as Americans need to quit feeling intimidated like you lack the power, like you lack the intelligence, intelligence, skill, and experience to run for office. You can do it. I can do it. Any of us can do it. It doesn't matter. And, it, and like I said, from the precinct delegate 
to, to, to running for the primary, school board, um, city council. It doesn't matter. Any person can do it. Any person can do it. And that's the only way we can really turn our nation around is by giving our hearts to Jesus Christ. Because when you are sold out for Christ, you are going to be better anyways. You're going to be better anyways in how you govern. And, and the reason why that is, is because certain things you're just not going to do. Certain things you're not going to participate in. The lying, the scheming, the conniving. Like, I, I know dirt on people. I would never blackmail somebody. Even as a believer, I don't care where life takes me. I don't care what I do. I, can, I know some horrible things about people. I just keep it to myself. That is not the way we as Christians will and deal, by blackmailing people. We don't will and deal by lying and stealing and killing. We will and deal by falling on those knees, listening to the Holy Spirit, and doing what's right in the eyes of God. That's how we handle things. And that's, the, that's what we need. We need more Christians in government. We need more Christians in media and entertainment. We need Christians in influence. Because most people aren't like these rabid leftists. It's just that many of them are entertainment, education, and media. And they are seeking to influence young minds. And Christians need to rise up and enter those halls of power, enter those spaces of influence. Because I, I mentioned before on the show, folks, that influence is more important than power. Influence is the, is the, the power is just a hammer. Influence directs the hammer. So I, I really hope and pray that this show reaches a lot of people and that everybody around America, let's start holding our local GOP accountable. Let's start demanding that they stop. And the only real way is that if these people run for another office, we must let these people know you don't have a snowball's chance in the word I'm not going to say to make it past the primaries. You are wasting your time because if you're not going to do your job in this space, what makes you think we're going to trust you in another space? That would be stupid of us. And like I said, I don't care what their reason is, why they don't do. Maybe they are compromisers. Maybe they're being blackmailed. Maybe they're just naive and spineless. Maybe they just are in over their heads. I don't know what their reasons are. And frankly, I don't care because it doesn't matter. You're not doing the job. It doesn't matter. And so therefore, we need to find new leadership. All right. Thank you for listening to the to the to its solid food you can check me out on all major podcast platforms you can go to my under construction website drop down your email so at least i can have you on the list um so i can contact you guys uh christina uh the christina caramo project on facebook and youtube and i'm also on instagram at caramo the great that's caramo the gr and the number eight and remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of jesus christ must be told. Toodles!